1: This is a show where your health is your wealth. Thriving is more important than just surviving, and the only thing lost are those unwanted pounds. This is Healthy Talk Radio. Talk radio that helps
2: you get well, stay well, and live well. Phone lines are open 888 283 7272. That's 888 What are you struggling with? Let's talk about it. Your health and your life. Remember, if the body can get sick, you can also get well. It is about lifestyle. So the choices we make today can and will determine the kind of health. We're going to have, and that's great news because the choices we make, those are up to us. Nobody else can make choices for you. You have to take responsibility for your health and for your life. So no one else is going to do it. You have to jump in and make it happen. That's a good thing, though. So when you think about the food you eat every single day, what kind of foods are you eating? It's funny, I talked to someone the other day that just knew they needed to have a lifestyle change. They're starting to take a bunch of medications. They've hit that point in life where They they see their body breaking down. You get in your late 40s, early 50s, things start happening. You start saying, what happened? (laughs) And you think it's what you did six months ago, but really it's what you've been doing over about a decade of time. Decades usually deliver certain aspects and avenues of health. So you want to look at your habits. So the daily things that you do, the stress that you manage or that you put yourself in, or the foods that you eat on a regular basis, or maybe the exercise that you get or don't get, all of these play a role they're your habits your relationships the people you hang out with toxins in the environment are they around you are they in you are they in a are you living in an area that's highly toxic I mean all of that really does matter and it plays a role with our health and the choices you make with that are what's going to determine everything everybody wants to hang their hat on genetics you know what grandma and grandpa passed down not so much not so much it's more about lifestyle and really it is i mean the cdc has even done confirmed studies that shows us about 80 to 85 percent of the root cause of most health challenges is due to emotional health environmental health and we can really control so much of that and make an impact but it's up to us you can't just let life happen you got to make it happen so that's the key Triple eight two eight three seven million u.s. adults now struggle with pain on a daily basis. So pain clinics have popped up all over the country, and the medical boards have really begun to regulate those more than ever, as they should, because a lot of times medications are given, or people pose themselves to get the medications is probably a better way to put it, to get the medications when they really don't need them. So it's a widespread condition, though, in America. More than 25 million adults are suffering on a a daily basis. This is a new national survey, but... 14 million adults, roughly 6.4%, experience severe pain, which can be associated with poor health and disability. Though so other national studies of chronic pain have yielded similar results. But what's interesting is is that they, when they looked at this, they found that about 54 million adults, nearly one-quarter reported mild pain that wasn't incapacitating, but they deal with it on a daily basis. So pain's a big deal. And about one-third of adults have... Uh, Some kind of joint-related pain in a given year, which is really interesting. And 1 in 10 adults experience a lot of pain at the highest level, 10 out of of 10 on a scale. So the American College of Rheumatology actually did some guidelines looking at some natural ways to support people that deal with pain from an evidence-based perspective. Now, there's cognitive behavioral counseling that can go on with the pain, but they found some natural methods that are pretty simple, like acupuncture. And I can tell you that acupuncture is an amazing tool. Chinese medicine has been around for a long time, and now which I'm excited to see that it's being so widely accepted and utilized within our medical profession now that it's, it's becoming very commonplace. But also Tai Chi has been used a lot for arthritis, a lot of people that struggle with these type of joint aches and pains. The Tai Chi can help a lot, and also yoga has been very helpful with that. Now all the pain opioids that are used on a regular basis, like Vicodin and Oxycontin, percocets, the, the basics, they have a role for sure. And if you've ever been in a high level of pain, maybe post surgery or through an injury, you know how beneficial those medications can be. But when you get hooked on those, that's when it becomes quite the challenge. So again, with with pain, you've got to look at the root cause of the pain. Is it arthritis? Is it rheumatoid arthritis? is it due to an injury is it a nerve related condition because those can be quite serious and and demand a lot more attention but you've got to figure out if you really do need the medications or not and and I think with with this more of a self analysis and then along with your physician working with you you should be able to figure out how well your body's going to do or not do with it and there's a lot of natural alternatives out there I'll tell you this a lot and American Pharmacy Company has put together which I'm pretty amazed that they've got a an all natural cream that's that's fantastic for supporting the body, and their pharmacists compound them, and it's an all natural cream helps with a lot of things like neuropathy, it deals with migraine headaches. There's a lot of certain pain conditions that they have this, and they send it right to your door, all insurance is accepted. It's really neat to see how they do things. There's also some natural products as well. Uh, Amino is a really good company, but when you when you get down to it and you look at someone that deals with chronic pain, you want to look at their overall lifestyle, their eating habits, because foods create a pretty solid amount of inflammation in the body. And if you deal with chronic levels of inflammation or chronic levels of pain, there can be some situations where those levels can be some of the root causes and some of the reasons that you're struggling with quite a bit of pain. So you want to look at your eating habits. If somebody struggles with that, you know, alongside this study, eating habits, if you're eating a bunch of junk food, Processed food or fine carbohydrates, spreads, pasta, cereals, crackers, doing a lot of juices and sodas, a lot of high sugar content foods, then it can flare up inflammation in a great way. If you go to our website, you will find quite a few options there and some great articles on pain and and really what can happen and what the inflammation cascade, what it really does, and then what to do about it. There's a lot of great information, but yeah, one of the keys you've got to look at is your overall lifestyle habits when you're dealing with pain. It really is. Because the, you can't rely so much on the clinics and the pain meds, although they're helpful and they could be a good band aid, you've got to look at the overall cause of why the body starts having the pain in the first place, and then build a plan around it. Triple eight two eight three seven two seven two. That's triple eight two eight three seven two seven two. Whatever you're struggling with, we're here to help. Doesn't matter. So if you have diabetes, arthritis, fibromyalgia. You need to lose 30 pounds, whatever it is. Remember, if the body can get sick, you can also get well. It is about lifestyle. And the choices we make each and every day, that's what determines the kind of health we're going to have. It really, really does. Amazing. We've got Paula in Palm Beach says that for the last few weeks, I've had muscle spasms in my eyes. What can cause this? You know, it's funny, Paula, when when we were in medical school, the the doctor came out one time he was one of our instructors and he said how many of you in here your eyelids twitch and and, and it was so funny because this is a random question and three quarters of the room including myself raised their hand (laughs) everybody's eyelids were twitching and no one ever talked about it it's because calcium gets depleted in the body with high levels of stress high levels of caffeine, which a lot of people are using. I drink a lot of green tea, and so in high levels of caffeine you deplete calcium, and so if you're not eating enough vegetables then, or if you're not getting enough calcium from whatever sources then it can cause quite an issue with that, so that's one thing to look at. It's your calcium levels and vitamin D, which is the carrier for a lot of that and locking in your minerals. So you might want to get a vitamin D test and check your calcium. We'll be right back. Always check with your personal physician before applying any health information provided on this show. More Healthy Talk Radio
3: when we come back. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain. Until one day, the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day, Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. 800-296-1327. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327.
1: If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why Using a paid tax preparer this year? Before paying someone to do your taxes, make sure they're qualified. Ask about their fees, experience, and training. Check with a better business bureau. Avoid anyone who promises a higher refund. And review your tax return before you sign it. And make sure your preparer signs it too. For more tips, visit irs.gov and search Choosing a Preparer.
0: Find out more, connect with On Call Radio online at InShapeNetwork.com.
2: Break, we were talking with Linda and Linda has a whole lot of things going on as she said but the main thing she was wanting to talk about she has been diagnosed with a stomach ulcer and also had her gallbladder taken out and has been having some acid reflux so the digestive issue is all the way around. Now you said that you eat a little bit of cereal, or not, you don't eat cereal, but you do eat some bread, so you do have some gluten. Gluten's that wheat protein that's in a lot of the grains, and that can aggravate our digestive tracts, so that's one thing, and then also, when you when you look at your diet, and you have digestive issues, you always want to backpedal a little bit, if you have multiple things, like you do, and having the gall butter taken out is going to create a little bit of a challenge, with you breaking down fats, and and that could cause some of the issues with diarrhea, it's possible, but... You were asking me, what is there anything you can take for a gallbladder when you've taken it out? Well, there's some research out there uh, that you might want to look into, and I've done some research on it. And there's two amino acids. If you just look at the biochemistry, without getting too big and fancy with it, there's two amino acids. Those are basically proteins in the body that are non-essential, meaning that we don't really make them. We get them from our foods, and that's glycine and taurine, those together. And those amino acids are those combined together make bile salts, and the bile salts are what a lot of what was helped with in the gallbladder. So they've done some research and they've they've kicked it around. And the glycine and taurine, when used as a supplement form, sometimes can help with digestive issues. But somebody at your health food store may be able to help you with that but i would do some research on that those are two things We've got some pretty good information on those uh the other thing with the reflux and all some people the apple cider vinegar is is been known in more of the natural world i mean your physician can help you with different medications there's things like prolosec and zantac and you know the meprazole and some of the h2s and the 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 uh PPIs as well. But, I mean, if you want to talk to your doctor about that and your reflex is bothering you, that might be a good way to go and just get with your, your primary care physician, and they can help you. So when you go with your list, you know, you were telling me that you always go to the doctor and you kind of forget what you're going to talk about and you're not taking glucophage and you're on a bunch of medications, but you're not taking your glucophage because you really don't know how and don't know how to check your blood sugar and all by pricking your fingers. See, I, I'm a big fan of writing everything down, get a little notepad, and go talk to them. Because they'll be glad to answer it. And then if they don't have the time, their nurse will. And little things like how to prick your finger and all that, they'll work all that out with you. Don't let a day go by that you just put medicine or anything to the side that you need for your health and just put it off because you have to take care of somebody and you're busy. We all get busy. It's life. But taking care of yourself is one of the best things you can do so you can help take care of others and you can be a better you for others. That's what it's all about. But, yeah, I mean, with reflux... Apple cider vinegar has been known for a long time and hydrochloric acid, HCL, betaine hydrochloride. Natural food stores have that kind of thing. And they've they've known for years that there's two ways that acid reflux works or GERD or any of those, the gastroesophageal reflux disease. There's two different ways that it can work. You can either produce too much acid or you cannot have enough acid. And you just have to figure out which one where you land. And so apple cider vinegar has been used for a long time where when people – eat it with a meal, it either makes them feel better or feel worse. If it makes you feel better, then it's helping the body make more stomach acid, more hydrochloric acid in the stomach. But if it makes you feel worse, then you probably had too much acid, and that's a good telltale sign. You can let your doctor know that, see, and that's a good little way, a little test you can do with or, you know whomever that needs you in your life, that you can be healthy, that you can be everything that you need to be for them. And that's the most important thing. All right. Thanks so much for the call. Hope that helps. 888-283-7272. 888 You know, the Medicare payment strategy that they've implemented is known now to reward hospitals for higher quality of care. This comes from the L.A. Times. And I think that's so important because obviously what everyone's worried about that's potentially going to continue to go through is maybe the lack of quality of care. That could be possible. Well, they're saying here that the Obama administration issued a final regulation to reward hospitals that provide high-quality care. The first is a series of steps that are designed to fundamentally transform the way that the federal government pays for health care. So under this initiative, one of several authorized in the new health care law, the president signed last year. Medicare will pay more to institutions that score well on a series of measures that gauge patient care, and pay less to those that don't hit the quality benchmarks. So, though the commonplaces in many industries set quality benchmarks and uh, tying them to compensation, it will be new for many of the nation's hospitals, and it's a strategy that Medicare has never used before. On a systematic basis, it's pretty cool. So, but many experts and the consumer advocates said Friday that they saw these kinds of quality initi- initiatives as crucial not only to improving medical care but also controlling cost. Today's ba- payment system is ridiculed with perverse incentives that reward reward volume and high profit margin services regardless of value outcomes and appropriateness, and that is true without a shadow of a doubt. You go work in a hospital for a day, and you will see that. And it's true. And it bothers me because people need time. They need time spent with them to figure out what's going on. And I think if we can get to a place where we're at a higher, I understand the volume has to be there. Of course, we need more doctors, in my opinion. But the the quality of care needs to go up so a patient doesn't feel rushed, so a patient feels like the doctor has taken good quality time with them. And I'll tell tell you a good place for this. Maybe believe it or not, is the faith-based clinics, the working uninsured clinics, you will get good quality time with those doctors. Those doctors will not blow in and blow out. And, and I'm not knocking that concept because the reason physicians have to do that is because there's, especially in the private clinics, is because there's numbers that has to be made, that have to be made and there's overhead and, and all these sorts of things have to be managed. And so it's not their fault. They're trying to manage the time best to get in, get you taken care of, and then they got to get to the next patient. Where some of the faith-based, faith-based clinics and some more of the community health care clinics, believe it or not, you'll actually get more time with the doctors there. And they're not subclass doctors. They're not less qualified doctors that are working there. Matter of fact, I, I'm a big fan of more of the faith-based clinics. And actually going in because you've got, you're going to have probably some younger docs that are straight out of school which that's fine because they're highly trained and their brains are sharp as anything with the latest information that's out there you'll get the guy or the gal that'll sit down cross the leg and talk with you and really dig in so just some things to think about and I'm excited to see what they're doing even with medicare
0: To be part of the show, call 1-888-283-7272. That's 1-888-283-7272. More Healthy Talk Radio next. USA news update From the campaign trail to the courtroom in Manhattan this week in the new E. Jean Carroll defamation lawsuit, the former president, Donald Trump, claims he is the victim.
2: And I frankly am the one that suffered damages. I should be given money, given
0: damages. A judge overseeing the trial threatened to toss Trump out Wednesday. He was accused by Carroll's lawyers of audibly attempting to influence jury members, and Judge Lewis Kaplan agreed. An appeals court decision is a big loss for Apple, for now, while the tech giant has achieved a workaround fix for an earlier U.S. International Trade Commission ban on Apple Watch products, the Alphabet Company now has an appeals court ruling upholding the ban. So far, Apple's managed to work around the earlier restrictions by importing redesigned versions of the newest Apple Watches from overseas under approval from U.S. Customs and Border Protection. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Jose works on a farm. Safety is important. His boss calls 811 to determine where it's okay to dig. This protects Jose from hitting an underground line and from serious injury. Because Jose can't tell exactly where or how deep the lines are, he doesn't dig until 811 tells him it's safe. The most important thing is that Jose works safe and goes home to his family. For more information, visit farmsafe811.org. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign.
5: GCNfood.com
0: To find out more visit the show online InShapeNetwork.com
2: Let's go to Craig. Hi, Craig. Welcome to the
7: show, man. How can I help? Good to I have you. Uh, high cholesterol, and okay. it's uh, pretty much genetic, uh, right. you know, but yet nobody in my family has ever died of heart disease. You know, they live into their 90s, and I don't know anyone in my family has died of any sort of heart disease, sure. and I eat, I'm thin, you know, 6'4", by by weigh about 190. Right. Uh, you know, I eat healthy vegetables. You know, I do the chug the fish oil. You know the liquid fish oil and I, you know right. do the digestive enzymes, all the stuff you say before I even heard of you. Okay. So, so here's my issue. I'm not worried about dying of heart disease. I'm worried about you know the big C and other things. But uh, anyway, I've got like a life insurance uh, blood test in a week. Mm-hmm. Is there any supplement I can take to knock that down to get a better status? What is it? I don't what is think is there's the t- anything more I can do to reduce it from lifestyle. I think it's purely genetic. What is the
2: what is the uh, total number, typically? Uh, 220. That's not bad. Is
7: that not bad? I've been told that was high.
2: Well, what's the, tell me the split. What's the HDL and the LDL?
7: LDL well, is bad one. It's bad. The that is bad. I know that, but I, I don't remember uh, what that number was. I mean, when I say it's not bad, it's
2: not 350, okay? I mean, any physician is going to tell you to get it under 200. So just let me tell you that that's standard. That's going to be your standard answer from pretty much any physician. All right. But but one. It was
7: bad enough that that the that the doctor had me do that uh, test where they put the dye in your blood and they they do the scan, the lithograph or.
2: Oh, did they really? Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, they did. Huh.
7: Yeah. So. Okay. And what is your age again? What is. At the time I had that done, I was about uh, probably forty two. Now I'm forty nine. Okay, gotcha. Well,
2: here's the deal: if if you are going to have your your life insurance test and and blood test for that done in in like seven days, nothing's going to change that in seven days. Like it would need to be one of those things where, if you're going to have that done, and I don't want to tell you what to do, but I mean you may want to wait a little while. Can you wait? Or I know you want to get that done. Yeah, I can but, probably wait. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you you what I would do if you're more concerned about that and and how that whole thing goes. I mean, don't do it. I guess what I'm telling you is don't do this just for the insurance. I know where you're going with that because I get it, but don't do it for the insurance. Do it for your health okay. and and I would get it monitored like like for example, it, I know you don't know when's the last time you had your blood test done for probably uh you know
7: five, six years ago when I had that test done.
2: okay, all right, good. so here's the game plan. here's the game plan uh, first of all, always remember this rule from now on you're forty nine okay blood work changes every 90 to 120 days, you can make some pretty radical changes in your blood in in three to four months. Okay. I mean, pretty radical. So it's always good to have your blood work done on a regular basis every six months. So you'll just go to your doctor every six months on your own, ask them, okay, can I come every six months and get my blood work done? They might say to you, Oh, it's no big deal. You can come once a year. But you can always take the stand to go every six months. And I think it's good. That's just my own thought. Okay, That's what I do for myself my family. The the other thing is, with your cholesterol being at 220, and you want to get it down, like let's say for the... I, I would want to get it down a little bit just for your own health. Let's say you want to get it down to 200, 199, whatever. You want the split. Here's the split. The HDLs are the good ones. All right, Those need to be around 50 or above. And the LDLs are the bad guys. They need to be below 100 for good health, okay? But having a total number between 190 and 220 is really not that big of a deal. Now, it would be if your HDLs were like 20 and your LDLs were like 170. I mean, that would not be good, okay? And that may have been the way it was. But it's good to go find out what it is and then go, but right now go. I'd go, Check that and talk to your doctor about it and get the blood test done, see what the numbers are, and then get on a, a, a good game plan. And that might involve medicine. It might involve uh, something as real minimal like Crestor 10 milligrams. But that's something your doctor can work with you on. And I'm telling you that because you know, all the different statin drugs, people say, well, they're terrible for you and they've got terrible side effects and all that. Well, don't be scared of them because they were designed to support Cholesterol levels, if they're running a little bit too high. So, if your doctor suggested, don't worry about it. I will tell you that Crestor uh, is one of them. They're all pretty decent, but Crestor is one of them that, what I've been taught, that has the least amount of some of the painful joints and aches, achy side effects that some of the statin drugs can cause. And not everybody gets those, but that might be something you want to look into when you talk to your doctor. But I would get a blood test done and and check that out and see where the numbers are. Then come up with a game plan, right? Don't base it on what the numbers were five years ago because see your blood's changed every 120 days nonstop since then. So that's why it's good to kind of get a gauge of where you are now. Now, let me tell you this. Here's some good natural things that you can look into, all right? Eggs have been known to be really good. I, I think they're one of the top cholesterol-lowering foods that we have, all right, And the egg yolk contains a couple of components in it, choline and lecithin. And one's a fat emulsifier. One is more of a transporter and helps with plaque, the plaque arterial walls. And that goes against a lot of the research back in the 50s about cholesterol. But nevertheless, eggs are really healthy for you. Okay? Now, that doesn't mean eat 10 of them a day, but you know, two or three a day, is, there's nothing wrong with that. It's going to help your body. So it's got good, healthy fats. Egg yolk is, is really great. They have those omega-3 eggs now that are out. The organic ones are fantastic. Now, the other thing, too, is red yeast rice is, has really good research on it for helping support liver function and, and for cholesterol levels. And, you know, it's not so much what you take for cholesterol. It just helps support the body. Vitamin E has got really good research, too, on it. I'll tell you, a lot of the medical textbooks talk about vitamin E. It's great. I was I was taking a course one time and the 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 medical doctor that was teaching it he he said that, that you know it was it was funny because in the old textbooks they talked about vitamin A years ago and there's a little place in the the arteries that's they call the clathrin pit and the clathrin pit is this little divot that will form think about it almost like a like a divot on the golf course it'll form inside the artery and when that divot forms The little plaque pieces that can float through the blood will stick it down in that divot and start accumulating. And that's where this little plaque can form. Well, they found that when you take vitamin E, vitamin E creates a slick surface over these clathrin pits. And when the plaque tries to come in and engage itself and lodge itself in there, it'll just kind of bounce off. It'll just kind of come in, try to lodge, but it can't. It's almost like it's got oil over it, and it just it's just real slick, and it just keeps on going. So those are some things that even with research in, in the a lot of the literature that can be helpful along with that. Of course, don't take vitamin E if you're taking blood thinners or Coumadin or Warfarin or anything like that. and. You have to be careful. You don't really want to take red yeast rice if you're taking a statin drug. So see so all your doctor have to work with you with all that. And I just want to give you some good options and something to think about. Don't forget exercise is important. Exercise has been proven to raise the HDLs, the good ones, and lower the LDLs. So it's little things like that. In my book, Empowering Your Health, I talk a lot about some really good lifestyle options that you could look at. So that might be something you know to to look into or, or just you know get with your doc and talk with them. But no matter what, I would get the getting that blood work done and then coming up with the game plan and then following up with them in three months which is what they're gonna to suggest to you it's more about getting your health intact, and that's what you want to focus on. So get the information done. Get with your doc, and uh, keep me posted. If, if I need any help, just email me or call me here on the show. That's what we're here for, Triple eight two eight three seventy two seventy two. That's triple eight two eight three seventy two seventy two. Check us out. I and mean, if you're not into the social media world, Twitter and Facebook, you need to jump on board with us. Email came in. Will in Birmingham, he said, I'm 40, and over the last year, So things have gotten very stressful in my life. I started losing much of my hair. And I was wondering, can stress cause hair loss? (laughs) Well, I've got news for you. Stress can cause hair loss, absolutely. And what happens is cortisol gets elevated. Cortisol is a stress hormone in the body. And when cortisol gets elevated, it can wreak havoc in many areas of the body. It's normal for cortisol to be up at certain areas like in the morning when you first wake up but it tapers down as time goes on throughout the day now as stress comes on you and you have stress on a regular basis then without a doubt cortisol can be up throughout the day and that could cause issues it can also cause increases in men of what's called dht dht is dihydrotestosterone it's a component of testosterone which is our male hormone our main primary male hormone and it, that byproduct can do a couple things it can cause issues with the prostate it can also cause issues with losing your hair and that can be an issue as well and they found that nettle root nettle root is a good natural supplement that can sometimes help with those sorts of things and help stabilize stress levels within the body and phosphatidylserine can be helpful for stabilizing stress levels and just kind of keeping your your body healthy and being able to keep a strong immune system and all that so those are some things you can look into that might be helpful now your your medical doctor if you go talk to your physician they may you know there's options out there so just want you know on, on more of the medicine side of things there are things like propecia and proscar proscar is more it was made for the for the prostate but it also contains similar mechanisms for hair loss they they block dht and they can be helpful in that so those are There are some medicine uh, medicines out there that can be helpful for that kind of hair loss. But you have to look at the root cause of what that is. So you can get with your doc and talk with them on that. But I, I really think that if you're under a lot of stress and you're you know, around 40, welcome to it, buddy. You're not 20 anymore. <laughs> but there's some good things. Just manage the stress levels, exercise, all these sorts of things can be helpful. But there's a lot of natural things out there that can help, too. The nettle root's great. Keeping your fatty acids up. Maintaining... That you keep your estrogen levels low. A lot of times, higher estrogen levels can cause that too. And men, we're seeing that more after 40, and a lot of it's due to diet. But remember, better healthy fats in your diet keep testosterone levels at a good level and estrogen levels low. We'll be right back.
1: Yours free at MySolarBackup.com.
4: To be
5: a part of the show, call 888-283-7272. That's 888-283-7272.
0: Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders, while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad.
3: To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523.
6: It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day.
0: On Call Radio and watch On Call TV at
3: InShapeNetwork.com.
2: From Philippians chapter 3, verse 14 it says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Love that. Good stuff. Location of body fat may predict arterial stiffness. A new study came out that says that different patterns of fat distribution in black and white women may predict increased arterial stiffness. Now which is associated with cardiovascular disease. Stiff arteries force the heart to work harder and also to pump blood They're associated with the buildup of plaque in the arteries, which is atherosclerosis, and can block blood flow and lead to heart attack. In the study, doctor Danny Epen of Emory University in Atlanta and colleagues used skin calipers to measure fat in several sites on bodies of one hundred and two African American and two hundred and twenty eight white middle aged women. Fat was measured in the upper chest, the armpit, the triceps, and the shoulder blade, the abdomen, and above the hip bone and thigh. That's pretty normal. And the women were also assessed for arterial stiffness. Compared to the white women, or the Caucasian women, the African-American women had more arterial stiffness and more fat in the armpit, triceps, shoulder blade, and hip bone areas, the investigators found. Now, after adjusting for those factors, they could be related to arterial stiffness. The researchers concluded that fat in the armpit area predicts increased arterial stiffness in black women, while fat in the abdomen and the triceps area was a predictor in the Caucasian women. So the study was to be presented at the American Heart Association's atherosclerosis, thrombosis, and vascular biology meeting. That's a tongue twister in Chicago. Because the study was presented at a medical meeting, the data and conclusions should be viewed as preliminary until published in a peer-reviewed journal. Interesting. So the location of body fat may be one of our predictors how we can find how stiff or or pliable the arteries are, and that losing body fat and getting in shape and getting the body in a healthier state might be one of the clues and one of the ways we can early on get people into a healthier way. So with the cardiovascular disease, as strong as it is right now, this is some great information to take people to the next level with their health. Love all this new stuff coming out. Luann, you're next on the show. How can I help?
4: Hi. Uh, yes, I'm actually calling, hoping maybe you can give me some information to help my husband. He's 49 years old, and he uh, has fibromyalgia. And right now, he's having a lot of bad sciatica pain also. <laughs> and I was just wondering if you uh, could recommend some natural remedies, maybe, as far as for the fibromyalgia. Um, okay.
2: When, when did it start? Talk to me.
4: Oh, let's see. It's, you know, been within the last 10 years, probably. Um, off and on, it seems like it kind of comes and goes. I've heard different traumatic things can make it worse, you know, and, and, um, it's not this way all the time. Right. am uh, here recently he's, he's been bad and then his sciatica pain's kind of the same way. Um, uh, he's had some lower back issues and, uh, you know, been had x-rays done and different things and, and, um, he has a bolting disc. And which might be part of his problem for the sciatica, you
2: know. Yeah, that's that's always a big challenge. Where is the bulging disc? Do you know?
4: Hmm, that I do not. As okay. far as specifics, I don't know which. You know, it's down there pretty low, um, but I don't know exactly which ones it is. Okay. But he, you know, he does a lot of stretches for the every morning. Uh, he spends time doing stretches, and and has even worn some special shoes as far as that. Um, they kind of look like they have a rounded heel, kind of make you uh, your posture stand a little different, carry your weight different. And sure. he thought at times those have helped. And uh, but then the sciatica flared up, and so has the fibromyalgia. It's been worse so recently. Who,
2: who has and he been to I, see? You know, well, what doctors well, has he, has he seen? Specialists.
4: He has, uh, as far as for his back, and he's had a couple shoulder surgeries and things, so he's talked to an orthopedic surgeon, you know, about his back, and they've done All x-rays right. and different things. There's just nothing uh, wrong enough, you know, bad enough to make them want to do surgery or anything. That's very much the last resort. And um, as far as the fibromyalgia, just regular medical doctor, and they did put him on a medication. Oh, it's probably been a year or two ago. It was something new that came out. I've seen it advertised on TV. I just don't remember the name of it. And she told him, she said, go on it. You'll know within a week if it's going to help you. Well, it didn't. And um, I'm a little bit anti-medication. Yeah, I understand. I hated to see him get on something, you know, for the pain if there was something else we could do. Um, Well,
2: there's a lot he can do. This has been going on for 10 years. Has he had a lot of stress over the last 10 years, like with work or life or whatever? Well,
4: he is typically uh, a worrier. Okay. Okay. You know, says a lot. we own our own business, um, so that in itself is a little bit stressful, but as far as, um, you know, not, not terribly bad, but he does tend to be a worrier himself, um, and I hate to... I hate to sound like, maybe brings it on himself a little bit.
7: Like almost... <laughs> as far almost as what th- I
4: don't look as stressed, he does, you know. <laughs> and things, just that more that type of a person, you know. That it's not I stressing understand. me out, but it's causing him problems, you know. And it's causing him all kinds uh, of stress, and, um, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Well, I I think a couple things. Well, if he's dealing with fibromyalgia, he's got a a bulging disc, there's a couple things. First, obviously, encourage him to let things go, maybe to lighten up a little bit in life. And that's easier said than done. I realize that. But if you want to give him a game plan, first and foremost cutting out foods in his body that would create inflammation with fibromyalgia. Now, fibromyalgia has a very strong mental link, so just know that. So the worry and all that is probably causing a lot of the issues. But getting an anti-inflammatory diet, such as the one in my book, Empowering Your Health, that can be a real encouragement to him. And also, I would encourage him to go either see a DO, which is an osteopathic physician, or a DC, which is a chiropractic physician. Here's why. Both of those physicians are very good with structural-based care. And the spine is part of the structural part of the body. They have some great, and physical therapy can help too, but I would go see one of those physicians probably first. See how the consultation goes and all of that, and see what kind of treatment they can offer. See what kind of things can be helpful to him in that regard. But just, if you're looking for more natural things, changing his diet, cutting out cow's milk dairy for the casein protein, and also watching gluten, which is in all the grains. Those are the top two inflammatory foods that we eat on a regular basis that might be causing him some issue. So look into that and keep us posted. You're listening to the best.
0: This show is designed to provide accurate information of a general nature on the subject matter covered given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged with rendering any form of medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This information is not approved by the FDA and is not intended to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any disease.
2: To experience more of ASA RX audio, visit us at asarx.com. It's all in the genes ever heard that our genes are the blueprint of how our own body works a simple longevity nutritional test can show us our own body blueprint of what we need nutritionally to live our best life every day knowing what exact foods that are custom designed for your body is absolutely vital to get your longevity nutritional test go to my that's my longevity
4: That's danpilla.com.